Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. So glad to be with you today. Pray that you will take time out of your busy schedule to go with us into the Word of God today. And you don't have to be a Christian uh, to be interested and intrigued by the subject that we're talking about today because we're talking about how to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. How to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. What would happen if Christ came today? Would you be ready to meet him? And on the other hand, what would happen if you drew your last breath today? Would you be ready to stand before him and account for your life? Would your sins be forgiven? Would the blood of Christ have cleansed them so that we could stand without fear before the judge of all flesh? Or would you be in deep dread and fear? Oh, friend, today, God wants you to have the peace of knowing that your sins are forgiven, that you're sealed for heaven, that when Christ comes or when you go to him, that you will be ready. Hallelujah. It's the greatest state of readiness you could ever be in is ready to stand before God. And God wants you to live with him forever. Don't ask me why. He loves us that much that he would give his son that Christ would take our place on the cross. But the fact of it is that he did it. He's done it. It's a done deal, and nothing speaks more powerfully about the love of God and poignantly than the cross itself, where Jesus gave up the ghost, gave up his life, suffered and died, and calls us to come and repent of our sins and receive his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Today, I want to talk about how to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ, a warning to the lost, and a wake-up call to the Christian and to the church. Our text is from Matthew 24, verse 43 and 44, the words of Jesus. It says, But know this, if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore... Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Now last week we talked about being watchful, to watch and pray. Uh, to, to them that look, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. To live in that anticipation of the coming of Jesus Christ and be watching and waiting. We used to sing that camp meeting song, keeping my records bright, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. But my pastor, uh, back when I first came to know Jesus as my Savior, he said, you know, in light of the Scriptures, we shouldn't be getting ready. There's going to be no time to get ready. Uh, to get ready is one thing. That means to come to Christ and receive Him as your Savior. To be ready is to be waiting and watching for His 
coming. So we used to change the words to the song. Instead of saying, I'm getting ready to leave this world, we used to sing, I am ready to leave this world. I am ready for the gates of pearl, keeping my records bright, watching both day and night. I am ready to leave this world. Hallelujah. There's a peace in that readiness, in that preparedness that comes. For the same readiness uh, that that is in anticipation of His coming for us, being ready for that, makes us ready should death call us home before His coming. That same peace, because we know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if we're ready, if we're ready. And we know if He comes, even uh, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we will be ready for His coming. Praise God. So we talked about being watchful last week. This week we want to talk about being faithful. I want to read from Luke 18, uh, mainly the second part of, of that verse of Scripture on the subject of being faithful in order to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall He find faith on the earth. Faith on the earth. Now, this word faith is used to describe fidelity, faithfulness. You know, I'm 70 years old, and when I was growing up, uh, there was a generic name for uh, you, your uh, dogs, uh, which has earned the title because of their faithfulness, man's best friend. And there is story after story told of the faithfulness of these animals. Someone has said God God made dogs to be such a blessing to mankind. They were created. They they watched flocks. They they guarded the sheep. They alerted the shepherds. Uh, they they have always been a help to man. And one of the greatest helps that they have been to man is to be a faithful companion. You know, we had an old, uh, old Labrador mix, uh, old yellow dog that someone had put out wandering around in a neighborhood, and we took her in, and she wasn't good for nothing but just petting and loving on her and loving us back. But that was a great good from her. We called her, didn't know her true name, we called her Sophie because it just fit this old mama dog that had been faithful to some master somewhere. And maybe her master passed away. Maybe she got lost. But we gave her a good life the rest of the days of her life. Tried to make her comfortable and let her know she was loved and cared for. And we still remember old Sophie to this day. We'll never forget her. And then we, uh, a homeless man, found a dog in the woods, flea-ridden and bitten and emaciated, brought, her to a, brought him to our church, and we took him home. Six weeks old puppy, and raised him. He's, he's such a companion to all of us, and we named him Buddy. But there was a generic name for dogs back in, in my early upbringing, and it was Fido. Some of you that are uh, getting some years on you remember dogs being called in general a name just given Fido. 
And fido is a word from the Latin fidelis, which simply means faithful, faithful, faithful. It is the term uh, that the Marines have adopted for their commitment to leave no one behind, their commitment to, to fulfill their duty and defend this nation, defend us. And, and carry out the, the, the marching orders of this nation uh, around the world. And it's Semper, Semper Fidelis. Semper Fidelis, which in the Latin, once again, always faithful. And this is so important to us today, living in these days, particularly in the last days, because the Bible said in these last days that that day shall not come, that future day when the Antichrist will be manifest during the tribulation period, ushering in those those terrible days of uh, Jacob's trouble and the, the that will touch the entire earth, affect all mankind. The Bible said that day is not going to come unless there is a falling away first. This is a sign that's going to happen within the community of believers called the church, a falling away. It is the Greek word that was used for breaking a contract, particularly breaking a marriage contract, a divorce, that someone had made a commitment to be faithful, fidelity, and had broken that commitment. You know, that's, there's a term used for loving the world in, in the book of James, and it's said to love the world that we become adulterers and adulteresses, to love a world system that is anti-Christ and anti-God in its, its philosophy, and is, is to be an adulterer to God. You cannot serve God and mammon, Jesus taught. So the falling away is here. And also the giving heed to, to the wrong teachings. Uh, it's taking place uh, all over the world, literally, today. This is a spiritual sign of the end times. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days, last days, some shall depart from the faith. Now it's debatable if they were ever part of the true faith to begin with, but there's no question some shall depart from the faith. That faith that was once delivered unto the saints, that truth unalterable and eternal, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Oh, friend of mine, we're living in those days today. And it is so vitally important that we as ministers be faithful, be faithful to the word of God, to the truth of the gospel like never before. For this is the day of the falling away. This is the day of many false prophets going out into the earth, deceiving many. And the scripture said the result of that would be in Matthew twenty four eleven and 12, the love of because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That's what allows for the falling away. That's why people uh, commit adultery and break marriage covenants and marriage vows. is because the love for one another 
waxes cold. It cools down. This is a message to the church and to the Christian in particular because a love can't wax cold until it was one time very fervent and very, very, very powerfully passionate and committed. And that's where commitments come from. That's where faithfulness comes from. It's from a real, deep, dedicated love for one another. And the same way with God. The Bible said to love the world is to make ourselves the enemy of God. Because the world, the whole world, is a system that is anti-Christ in the spirit of it. And it's materialistic. And it is humanistic. And it is temporal. It's all going to pass away. And it takes the focus from the eternal that we should be focused on. And in particular, the soon coming of Jesus Christ today. So be faithful. In ancient times and in modern times, Christians, when parting, used to say to one another, keep the faith. They were encouraging that faithfulness. The Apostle Paul said, the things you have heard of me, commit thou unto faithful men who will teach others also. You know, in my generation, being 70 years old, there are many ministers that paved the way and modeled that faithfulness and that commitment to Christ and that faithfulness to the truth of the gospel. And there's a new generation coming on that need that model and that challenge to follow. As Paul put it, follow me as I follow Christ, as I model faithfulness to Jesus to you, fidelity to truth to you, follow me as I show you that correct pattern and model it before you. And friend of mine, we need ministers today that will stand in our pulpits all over the world and stay true to the Word of God and stay true to the truth of the gospel and stay true in their own personal walk by following Jesus with fidelity, with dedication and faithfulness because we love Him supremely. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that love is, is stimulated constantly. We used to sing the song, I Keep falling in love with him over and over and over again. And that's how that love never waxes cold. I said one time at a wedding when I was performing the ceremony for a, a very committed man and woman to one another. At that point in time, they were very committed to one another with a deep, passionate love. And I said the secret of an enduring marriage is falling in love Many times, but always with the same person. I'm so glad to the church of Ephesus that left their first love. Jesus had an encouraging message. He said, remember from whence thou art fallen and repent and do thy first works. Amen. In other words, uh, uh, you've left your first love, he said. He said, I have that against you. All the commendable things are there. But there's something that is so important that unless you get it right, I will come to you quickly and remove your candlestick. 
In other words, the Holy Spirit moving in us and through us to model Christ to this world won't be there anymore. We will have a religious ritual and routine that is impeccable, but we won't have the reality of that, that ardent, passionate love for Jesus that causes us always to choose the high road instead of the low road, to choose Jesus over anything that this world has to offer. We used to sing, take this whole world and give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Doesn't mean you have to live a celibate life up up in a, a mountain somewhere like a monk doing without all material possessions. But it needs that there is going to be a balance in our life as Christians. And we are going to live for eternity, not just for time. And we're going to live for the spiritual benefits of God's kingdom rather than the temporary benefits of this passing material world. Praise God. Jesus is coming soon. And he's looking for faith. Will I find fidelity? Will I find faithfulness upon the earth? I want to make it very clear. This word faith is not used in terms of gaining material wealth and possessions, even gaining physical healing. This word for faith is the word that is used for being faithful to the Lord. The he the Bible said in Hebrews three and verse fourteen, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Listen to this in context of Hebrews three, seven through fourteen. It said, Wherefore as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter in to my rest. That first generation of 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 covenant people that he brought out of Egypt they turned back they yearned see they this is the the issue of fidelity to god they yearned for the temporal blessings they would be willing to go back to Egypt instead of go on to Canaan this is a crucial issue today. They yearned for the flesh pots of Egypt, even if it meant they were going to be slaves building Pharaoh's pyramids. But they knew we could go home that night and have the temporal blessing of the food that would be provided for us. Uh, they were eating manna in the wilderness on a journey to Canaan. <laughs> but they yearned for the flesh pots of Egypt. They wanted to go back into slavery in order to have the temporal blessings of Egypt instead of the spiritual and the physical blessings of Canaan. Oh, friend of mine, today the world will pull every one of us 
toward its values, its morals. The temporal things of this world will shine, try to outshine the spiritual blessings of God's eternal kingdom. And the devil's counting on us being distracted and being pulled back in this day instead of getting a spirit of holy anticipation and living a dedicated life to Christ, following him more closely now than ever in the light of his soon coming. Hallelujah. That's why the message of the coming of Christ has to become, needs to become the paramount message, not the only message, but the paramount message of people living in the last of the last days. And I believe the Holy Spirit is causing that message to be brought back and the spotlight put on it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because I believe He's going to help us to be ready for His coming. I believe a great revival is coming to America, the nation that has sent more missionaries to other nations than any nation in the world. I believe a great revival is coming to this nation because we're experiencing that waxing cold, that love that once caused us to say, take this whole world and give me Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have him than riches untold. Friend of mine, we need that attitude today. We need that kind of faithfulness, that kind of fidelity to the Lord. I want to answer in the affirmative to Christ's question, when I return to the earth, shall I find faithfulness? And I want to answer a resounding, yes, Lord, by the help and grace of God. Here's one man that is going to be faithful. I know I'm not the only one. I know there are many faithful, but I know faithfulness is the issue. And I know there are those that are not not keeping the faith like we know we could and should. And God's message to us today is to remember from whence we are fallen, and to renew that first love, rekindle that flame of the first love, because it's that first ardent, passionate love that keeps us faithful. Praise God. Amen. The coming of the Lord is very, very soon. So let me finish reading this scripture. Verse 12 of Hebrews 3 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. I want to stop here just a minute. The word exhort means to strongly encourage in right living or strongly encourage in faithfulness and fidelity because that's what produces right living. Hallelujah. And the scripture said, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, but much more as you see that day approaching, exhorting one another. We're not just coming to church because we it's you know we we're supposed to be there responsible to be there we're coming to interact with one another and exhort one another 
and encourage one another to stay strong, stay true to Christ. Oh, friend of mine, we need each other's encouragement in that particular area. You see, we're like steel caught between two magnets. And both magnets, we're going to feel the pull of both of them. The difference is we have a will in this matter and choices can be made and we can lean toward the magnetic pull. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're not like steel without a will, just a, a piece of metal. We have a will. And when we remember from whence we are fallen, we want to be back in that place with God that we need to be as believers. When we lean toward the Lord, when we draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us and He will draw us to Him. Praise God. I feel the pull of the world sometimes, and I have to lean. The Apostle Paul put it this way, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching toward those things that are before. I press. That means to lean forward against the wind, against the grain, against pressure to go the other way. But I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. So the scripture says we're to get together for the purpose of strongly encouraging one another to stay in the race, to not look back, to press on. Hallelujah. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. See, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. The scripture said in verse 14, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold, here's the faithfulness, the beginning of our confidence, steadfast unto the end. I like the amplified of steadfast. It says firm and unshaken. Firm and unshaken. See, faithfulness means that we abide in Him, that we remain constant and unshaken. We began by trusting Christ, and we are sustained by trusting Him. He's the author, and He will be the completer, the finisher, the Alpha and the Omega of our faith. Hallelujah. So faithfulness in the sense of constant trusting Christ alone as our Savior is the key also to fruitfulness. According to John's Gospel, chapter 15, if we abide in Him and His Word abides in us, our, we will have fruitfulness in our prayer life because it said we will ask what we will and it will be granted us. And it goes on to say that, that every tree in Him that beareth fruit, He purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit, that they might go forth and that their fruit, fruit might remain. Hallelujah. And in that fruitfulness, we are walking out and living out our faithfulness. Praise God. Amen. And we will be seen as that city set on a hill which cannot be hid as the light of a sin-darkened world. And in the process of being a witness to the world, we will be ready to leave this world. We used to sing that camp meeting song, I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready 
for the gates of pearl, keeping my records bright, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. Our pastor, in light of scriptures, just like I'm reading today, when I first became a Christian, he said, when we sing that chorus, if we are getting ready when Jesus comes, you won't be ready. And the scripture tells us to be ye also ready. And so we begin to sing it differently. Getting ready means to come to Christ as our Savior, repent of our sin, and be sealed by the Holy Spirit. Being ready means to be watchful and to be faithful. Praise God. Amen. So we used to sing, I am ready to leave this world. I am ready instead of getting ready for the gates of pearl, keeping my records bright, watching both day and night, I am ready to leave this world. And the great question that I'm asking today in the closing moments of this broadcast, to the Christian I would say, are you ready? Should Christ come to stand before Him? Are you ready? Are you serving the Lord today? Are you faithful to God today? Have you lost the first love? Do you understand how to rekindle the flame, how to get it back, how to be revived and refreshed and restored today. And if you're not a Christian today, I urge you in the closing moments of this broadcast that you would repent of your sin, that you would receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you would let Him seal you with the Holy Spirit Mark you as one of His very own. So when He comes for His own, that you will be ready. And if He didn't come for a hundred years, which no one could possibly think that, if you drew your last breath, you would be ready to, to meet Him. You would be ready to stand before Him. Oh, a friend of mine, would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.